Thank you for tuning in to episode four of Gumbo Nights. I'm your host, Miss Tamala Handy. Like they say in church, y'all, I'm not going to keep you long, I promise. Today's episode is all about diversity. I grew up in the inner city until I was in middle school. Most of the kids that lived on my block looked just like me. And most of the kids at my school looked just like me. I knew what to expect from them. I knew where they lived and how they lived. I knew how they behaved, talked, and dressed. I knew what was socially acceptable, and I knew how smart they were in comparison to how smart I was. I was swimming in a pool where everything was familiar, so I became comfortable. When my parents and I moved to the suburbs, we were the only black family living on our block for several years. And at school, I was one of a few or the only one that looked like me. I didn't know what to expect from them. I didn't know where they lived or how they lived. I didn't know how they behaved, talked, or dressed. I didn't know what was socially acceptable. And I didn't know how smart they were in comparison to how smart I was. I was swimming in a pool where the current was different. Fortunately, I became comfortable in that uncomfortable environment. And as mad as I was about having to move from what was familiar to unfamiliar, when I think about that experience now, I'm actually thankful for it because it prepared me for life in college where I was one of a few or the only one that looked like me in class. Life in college prepared me for the real world, the work world, because many of the positions I've held have led me to be one of a few or the only one that looks like me. Although I've learned how to be comfortable in my own skin and comfortable around no matter who I'm surrounded by, I feel as though I have to bear the weight for my entire race. And here's what I mean. It feels as though my performance is being judged at a much higher level than those who don't look like me. It feels as though if I mess up, I could prevent someone else from filling the same space that I was in. Imagine feeling as though you have to bear the weight for your entire race. Feeling as though your performance is held as the standard or the barometer by which others that look like you will be judged. That's a lot of weight to bear. Feeling as though you're the unofficial spokesperson, the representative, or maybe even the role model for your entire race. People that you will never meet. If I mess up, if I say the wrong thing, if I do the wrong thing, I could potentially ruin the chance for others that come after me. Is that fair? Absolutely not. The reason why I feel as though I feel is because diversity is not happening the way we say we want to see it in communities, in the workplace, and in boardrooms. When we tend to talk about diversity, We tend to do it in the context of race, gender, and age. I believe that those are important factors, but I also believe that diversity of thought is just as important as race, gender, and age. 
Imagine this. You're seated in a crowded room. Everyone in the room is asking the same questions, drawing the same conclusions, has the same philosophies on life, the same opinions and beliefs, and is checking off all of the same boxes. Think about that. What do you think life would be like if everything was always the same? I know a woman who's been sitting in the same seat at church for over 30 years. And if someone else happens to sit in what she calls her seat, she is pissed off. When I was growing up, for several years, my dad only purchased Chrysler vehicles. And when I became old enough to buy my first car, what kind of car do you think I bought, y'all? That's right, a Chrysler And why did I do that? Simply because that's what I saw my dad purchase. How many Chryslers do you think I've purchased since then? I'll tell you, five. I'm now driving my sixth Chrysler vehicle. And as much as I love my car, here's the problem. I never once considered or even explored another option. I allowed what I saw my dad doing for a temporary period in his life to become the standard in my life. I formed a pattern, a habit, and a template based on what I was exposed to. How many times do we drive to work, church, to the mall, and we take the same route that we've been taking for the past 5, 10, 15, 20, even 25 plus years. How many times do we go to that same restaurant that we've been going for 20 years and we order the same thing on the menu every single time we go? How do we get locked into these patterns, these prisons of sameness? These patterns and prisons of sameness are what is preventing diversity from happening the way we say we want to see it in communities, in the boardroom, and in workplaces. When we become locked into those prisons and patterns of sameness, those habits, those templates, and even conditioning based solely on what we've been exposed to, here's what I think happens. We become bored, boring, mediocre, stale, stagnant, and average at best. Several years ago, I had a supervisor say to me, Tamala, it's okay to be average. And what I said to her back then still remains true in my life. It will never be okay for me to be average. And here's why. If I adopted that type of thinking and everyone else in the world thought the same way that it's okay to be average, diversity would never happen. Diversity requires above average thinking and above average effort. And it requires an ability to change. If I'm unwilling to change any aspect of my life, how can I then be expected to go out and openly embrace and advocate for diversity. Diversity has to start within. 
It is not an externally facing thing. Do I want to live in the same house, in the same city, in the same state for the rest of my life? Do I want to work the same job for the same company, same organization, or even in the same industry for the rest of my life? Do I want to hang out with this same group and type of people for the rest of my life? These chains, these prisons, these patterns and habits and templates are what is preventing diversity from happening in the workplace, in communities, and in boardrooms. Diversity has to start within. When I think about diversity, it really makes me think about gumbo because gumbo is a mixture and a combination of all of these different ingredients, diverse ingredients, things that are totally different from each other. But when we mix those things together, it it combines to produce something that really, really tastes good. And if we do that, if we do that with diversity, if we bring a bunch of different people from all different aspects of life, people that don't look like us, they don't dress like us, they don't talk like us, they don't act like us, they don't do what we do, like what we like, listen to what we listen to. If we do that, then we could achieve something great, something new, creative, innovative, and even groundbreaking. Diversity has to start within y'all. That's what I think, but what do you think?